0: Okay, go produce. Here we are. Here we are for our third episode of the Reflections series. This time we're going to be talking about agents and managers that we featured throughout seasons one, two, and three. Without wasting any more time, let's jump to the Intro This is Go Produce turning that passion to profit. This is for those of you who think you got it and want it. Music industry professionals, I'm talking to you. This is the Go Produce podcast. My name is Big Lou. And I'm very, very happy to be here with you today. Today we're gonna be talking about agents and managers and we're featuring Mike Denny, Jordan Powley. Dan Hand, Jerry Rozo, and Alan Eyes. With the guests in mind, what we're going to be doing for this episode specifically is focusing on the relationships between artists and their managers or their agents. Make sure to listen until the end where I share the three main takeaways from having these conversations with these agents and managers that you do not want to miss out. This is the whole point. And don't skip until the end. I mean, like, Unless you really have to. That's cool. But if you do that, make sure to hit like and subscribe. I do want to jump right into it. And I want to say that one common theme that I got across all of my conversations was that the artist, every single time, without fail, has to want it more than everyone else on the team. Does that make sense? Why not hear it from Mike Denny himself?
1: That's my work ethic and the label's work ethic. The artist has to give even more than that or it's never going to work. The minute I want it more than the artist is the day that it's over.
0: Of course, from time to time, the artist is going to have off days. You can't be 100% 100 of the time. But at the same time, why would a team stick around an individual that doesn't want to improve on their abilities? They have to want to drive the whole operation forward. I know it took me some time to develop some confidence. And I know I still have a long way to go and I have a lot much stronger version of myself to become, but you have to make sure other people realize that your self-belief is far greater than anyone's doubt. Your self-belief grows immensely. And as that grows, the doubt that people have on you withers away, it it carries less weight, and you're more able to focus on what you gotta do. Once you're able to do that, people around you see, wow, this person is truly valuable. We can learn and grow together that's when the people that really matter are gonna come around you. That being said, there are a lot of sharks out there as well, so watch out with that. But once you're able to have this momentum going, you can then find a manager who shares a vision, find an agent who shares the same vision. These people will start to approach you and and you're not spending all of this energy and time looking for them. If you're struggling with self-belief because other people are telling you you can't do what you wanna do, they don't think that you're able to achieve whatever it is that you wanna do, it's because they're projecting their self-limiting beliefs onto you And you're allowing this to happen. But the cool thing about this is that no one else has to be able to see your dream or your vision because it's your dream and it's your vision. I mean, like, who are they to be able to they can't they can't just jump into your head. That's super ridiculous. So stop letting their opinions of you hold you down. You've got this. Once you're able to actually fully, truly do this are. Not even fully, not, not, you don't even have to fully be able to do that. But once you're able to start practicing this, significant people will start to show up around you. It's as if almost you're ready for this. And these people can be managers, they can be agents. When you do find a manager, what are you going to do with them? What can you expect from them? Dan Han shares his knowledge with us.
2: You know, management is doing the business for the artist so the artist can focus on the art. I think that's the, the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. Um, so even. Ultimately yeah it's like in the management role you're still focused on R because you still want everything to be great right so and more often than not nowadays it's like you don't get the label until there's already something that has been ar art uh you know you go into the club you find that band on stage it's like okay well now we gotta now we gotta get the songs a bit better to make the labels interested right you now and right. you go and you do the exact same thing. You, you get the right producer and the right songwriters and you start working on the songs and you start building a product. And then you get the a r guy interested. And then, or, sorry, A&R person interested. And then you bring in nice. the A&R person yeah. uh, to work with you on everything. But then once the product is made, the great thing about the management job is it's not over. Now you're working with the marketing team.
0: Right. Then
2: you're working with the booking agent to get, it, to get that act on the road. And you're finding a publishing deal to help exploit different avenues of the business. And you're pretty much
0: involved in kind of every aspect of business. And to me, that is so much fun and so rewarding. So if you didn't know this already, managers and their artists have quite an intimate relationship. They communicate daily, back and forth, trying to figure out the different problems so that they can navigate their path most appropriately. If you're going to have this kind of relationship, you're going to want to make sure that you can trust each other. That doesn't always... It's not always the case, let's just say that, but you're going to want to try and set yourself up for a success and trust, trust is a very delicate thing. It can be broken far more quickly and easily than it can be built. Can you trust the people on your team to make the best decisions for you and for your business? And can you trust them to do so in a timely manner? That's a really critical answer in a timely manner. It is also so important to be quick about making decisions, not making a decision is making a decision. Take that in. Not making decision is actively making a decision to not make a decision. Which is a decision. Jordan Pauli tells us more about decision making. When it comes to being a manager, uh be decisive. Like don't
1: sit there and be wishy-washy and like go back and forth or like try to overthink things. It's like People are giving you the information. Ask a couple of questions and make a decision. Like, even if it takes you two days to make a decision, that's great. If you need to check in with a couple of people, check in on that. But, like, make a decision. Uh, I think that falls into the artist category as well, where it's just like, hey, artists, like, make a decision. Like, what do you want to do? How do you want to do this? Did you have, like, your plan, like, figured out? Do you have your goals in mind? Make a decision. Move forward with it. If anything has to change,
0: pivot as you go but like make sure that when you make a decision, you go in that direction. Once you've made a decision, it's okay to change your mind. It's not the end of the world. You do not have to feel like you're stuck with the decision that you've made. Once you take in new information, you're allowed to change your mind. That's okay. It's not a weakness. It's not like, oh, this person is all over the place. You're able to move. Make decisions though in a timely manner. Keep that in mind. There are other people that are involved in this process. Don't rush but make your decisions in a timely manner because no one is getting younger. Rushing does lead to underpreparation, preparation which leads to a sloppy act. So I do want to stress that, but under-preparation is a result of not practicing enough and building your foundation, which we spoke about in our earlier episodes. So be prepared, don't rush, act in a timely manner. And you're good to go. An example of when artists start to rush and make mistakes, oftentimes is when they begin to release their music. Jerry Rosso tells us his thoughts on releasing.
1: You know, for every musician that it's uh, you know that's starting in, in in the industry, I would say that you it, the best thing that you can do is focus your energies on one song at a time, and then trying try to use the content that is generated from producing one song and try to stretch it as long as possible. I would say for a period of three months, right? So from every single that you you produce, you get the song uh, and then you get, uh, for example, a lyric video, you get a music video, you get photography out of it.
0: Okay, so he was sharing the best thing that you should be doing when you're planning to launch a song. And obviously, there are so many different elements to recording music. And then there's a whole other world around actually releasing the music, marketing the music. So you're going to want to make sure that when you release your actual material, you're doing this appropriately. Make it count. Make it go the distance. Because you've already put the effort in. Why, Why just throw it off to the curb and see what happens with it? It's gonna take lots of time or money for anyone to properly navigate this appropriately. Um, And each individual will have their own route of experimentation, especially if you're an individual artist. However, have these conversations with different people. Make sure that when you do release, you're making the most of your pieces of art. It can go a very long way depending on how you strategize this. There's several resources out there that you can study and take in and even share with your team that uh, will help you navigate this industry better. Alan Gray has a couple that he wants to share with you.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely recommend a number of podcasts. I'll, I'll be recommending yours um, as well. But so a, a big one for me is definitely the um, CD Babies DIY Musicians podcast. Okay. Um, the Music Business podcast is another great one. Um, for just stories about like the creative process, I often recommend Broken Real, which is Malcolm Gladwell and Rick Rubin's podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also the Indie- Indiepreneur Creative Juice podcast, which I is into more too, yeah. into, like <laughs> I was yeah, mentioning the, um, the merchandise game, um, the funnel game, um, online marketing, um, mailing lists, uh, membership websites, uh, all this, the social media stuff and uh, e-commerce stuff. So I think it's, yeah, directing them there. If that's their learning style, though, like I, I recognize that everyone has different learning styles. I learned through listening, so podcasts are great for me. But um, other people learn through through reading. Other people learn through talking it out. Other people just need to experience things. And so, yeah, for um, for folks that are like myself, it's my, like myself and learn through listening. I think the podcasts are definitely a, are the best way to go.
0: Thank you so much for the shout out, Alan. All that I've learned from the music industry has been through conversation and through close observation of the individuals around me and of those individuals that are currently doing what I want to be doing. I study them, I study their behavior, I study their movements, and then I apply it to my life to see if any of their results can occur to me. It's been going great so far and I'm always open to new resources. So if you have any resources that you wanna share with us that I can then share with this community, please let us know. I'm super down to check that out. I'm always also looking to connect with more people. So please shoot me a message whenever you feel ready to. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. We've got the three main takeaways for this episode. The first takeaway is you gotta want it And you got to make sure other people see that you want it. If they don't know what you're going after, then they can't help you get there. Obviously, you're going to have to do a lot of background work and build before you can actually convince people that you're after something significant, but you're going to have to want that first before you can convince others. Second takeaway, be open, be honest, even if it sucks. I have so much room to grow here. I'm very open. I'm quite honest. I can definitely be more honest. Sometimes I say I don't say things because of a, a fear of a reaction, and I admit that that's a fault. It's something that I'm working on. But from all of these conversations, I've gathered that it's important to be honest. The more honest that you are, the more honest people will be surrounding you inevitably. Obviously, watch out, like I mentioned, for the sharks. There are different red flags that you can look for, but we can navigate this. I'm sure we can do this together. Takeaway number three is have a plan take time to understand what is going on to understand the language and develop those strategies if you don't have those strategies you're pretty much just shooting in the dark maybe you'll catch something maybe you'll find something grandiose by doing that however building out strategies hiring people to like help you craft those strategies isn't a bad idea but picking a direction and then going down that direction will go a long way next week I'll be diving into the conversations that I had with the guests from seasons one through three that live in the events and festival world this may not be so relevant right now but I am very curious to see what happens in the future and the future is inevitably happening so why not talk about it in conclusion I want to give a shout out to all parties involved big shout out to prevail media group for the facility it's a beautiful spot beautiful space if you're in London Ontario and you're in the music world, please consider giving us a call. Big shout out to our sponsors who have yet to be determined, but I believe in you. To all of our fans, thank you so much for listening to the entire episode. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a review. If you're on Spotify, yep, hit that download button. But most of all, most, most, most of all, you know what it is. Make sure to tell all of your music industry friends about the Go Produce podcast because it is fun. More information at www.goproduce.ca. That's G-O-P-R-O-D-U-C-E dot Follow us on Instagram at go.produce and consider contacting me directly at L-O-U-I-S at goproduce.ca. I would love any and all feedback. That's it. That's all. We out.